0: This episode of Creating Consciousness is brought to you by Tarot CBD. Hello, Conscious Creators. Welcome back to a new episode of Creating Consciousness. I'm really looking forward to diving into today's episode because we briefly touched on it a little bit last week. We spoke about spiritual hygiene last week, which the episode was great. It's quick, it's short. There's a ton of information. But one of the things we spoke about was meditation as a form of spiritual hygiene. And as I speak with so many community members and listeners of the podcast, the one thing that is commonly repeated back to me is how difficult meditation can be. Now, in last week's episode, we talked about how you don't just have to sit down in a lotus position to meditate. There are actually so many other ways, but people still think they're doing it wrong. So today, we are going to dive into ways you can meditate, where you're not sitting down or being still. We're also going to debunk some meditation myths because meditation truly does create consciousness. It helps you tune into your shadow. It helps you tune into your highest self. But you don't have to go into it with the intention of clearing your mind. And you do not have to sit in a fucking uncomfortable position because let me tell you, there is nothing worse than sitting down to meditate. Your back starts hurting. All of a sudden you got to go to the bathroom. And I'm not talking number one, I'm talking number two. You have like phantom vibrations from your phone and you just can't quiet down. So we're going to push that meditation aside, and we are going to talk about other ways you can meditate if you are someone like me who has a squiggly brain and refuses to sit still. But of course, before we get into the heart of the episode, there is so much I want to fill you in on. There's so much changing over at This Consciousness. But I do want to share with you my limited time December seasonal offerings. And these are 2022 Shadow Self year ahead readings. So in this reading, we pull one card for each month. We pull a card for the overall theme of the year, and then you also get a breakdown into the numerology of 2022 and the relationship to tarot, which just so you know, 2022 is the year of the lovers, the sixth card in the major arcana. So in this reading, we give you a month-by-month playbook into how your shadow self is going to come up throughout the year of 2022 and how you can navigate it. Now, the next option is a 2022 portal reading, and these help you close out 2021 and guides you through the portal into 2022. We also look at one single card that can give you an overarching theme for the year, and I do like to look at this as your shadow card. These are two very different readings that offer you two different views into 2022, one looking at the whole year, one looking through the looking glass, walking through that portal, ushering you in to the new year. Upon booking, your reading will be emailed to you via video and Notion documents within one week. Now, if you are a listener who lives in Phoenix, Arizona, I have a special in-person event for you. A shadow self sound journey on December 17th at 6pm in partnership with Cafe Molly. Cafe Molly is a locally owned tea shop that is so beautiful, so uh, aesthetic, shall I say. And outside they have this beautiful lawn and we will be facilitating a sound healing, guiding you to reveal your shadow. As you step into the new year, there will be gongs, there will be sound bowls, there will be chimes, there will be a time for you to connect with your highest, holiest self. And then we're going to come out of the shadow self sound meditation, we're going to sip on some rishi tea that Cafe Molly is providing, and we're going to take a whole bunch of pictures, because of course there is going to be a photo installation. So come out, have fun. The link for all of these offerings is down in the show notes, or you could visit www.thisconsciousness.com book hyphen now. Again, you can find that in the show notes as well to make it a little easier, but I would love the opportunity to read for you this holiday season or To connect with you in person on December 17th at 6 p.m. on the lawn outside Cafe Molly. There are limited spots available for both the in person event and the video readings, so be sure to book soon because they will sell out. Oh my goddess, there is so much other stuff I wanna share with you, but I just don't wanna overload you with information. I don't wanna keep on blabbering. So, If you are wanting to stay up to date with the latest here at this consciousness and creating consciousness, head to the show notes, drop your email in any one of those freebies and get added to my email list. Email list finds out everything first and you will be added to that and find out first. Okay, I need to shut up. We need to get into the episode because we are going to do a deep dive. So without further ado... Let's get into it. I'm always talking about having a variety of tools in your toolkit that you can use in times of need. Some of my personal favorite tools include shadow work, yoga nidra, breath work, but recently I'm finding myself reaching for my stash of tarot CBD. Taro is a woman-owned CBD company providing you with signature blends of CBD, terpenes, and herbs to help you tune in to your everyday magic. Think of Taro CBD as the tool you need to achieve a more relaxed, more grounded version of you. Taro CBD combines a passion for organic herbs like turmeric, valerian root, and elderberry with CBD to help beat burnout, reduce stress, and to help you find your calm. Taro CBD's signature blends are unlike any other CBD product on the market. Taro is always made by hand in small batches with expertly sourced ingredients and U.S.-grown, full-spectrum CBD. All Taro products are third-party lab-tested to ensure purity, potency, and peace of mind. Plus, 5% of all Taro CBD sales are donated back to Girls Inc., and we love a cannabis company that gives back and stands up for what is right. All CBD and herbs used in tarot products are CO2 extracted to preserve the plant's full terpene profile, which makes taro CBD more potent than the average alcohol-based herbal tincture. I use taro CBD in my morning, afternoon, and evening routine. But my all-time favorite way to use tarot CBD is taking a dropper full of one of their herbal tincture blends right before I tune into an intuitive session. Using Taro CBD really helps me quiet my active, conscious monkey mind during my sessions so clear channeling can take place for my clients. I love Taro CBD because it gives me all the healing benefits of cannabis without feeling high or receiving any sort of intoxicating effects. Sometimes, Taro CBD is just what I need to calm my nerves before a long day of work. And then after work, you'll find me soaking in a tub full of Taro CBD's herbal-infused bath salts. And I swear, I've never slept better than after I take a bath with Taro CBD bath salts. What truly makes my heart sing is the fact that Tarot CBD has partnered with small batch artisans from across the globe this holiday season to provide you with more magical tools on their site. Not only will you find Tarot CBD products, but you will find face masks, tarot cards, and candles from amazing artisans. Each item is carefully selected to encourage a positive, energetic response. And once you pair these items with tarot CBD and create ritual magic, you are on your way to healing. Remember to shop small this holiday season and support a woman-owned business that's always giving back. Head to the link in the show notes to support Tarot CBD and get 20% off your purchase when you use code MAGICSHOP at www.tarocbd.com. You dim the lights. You light some candles. You put on your favorite little comfy, sexy outfit. You put on your favorite tunes. And you do everything to set the mood. And it is magical. But yet you still can't seem to get into it. I know, it's hard. Well, maybe it's not hard, (laughs) if you know what I mean. But I've been there, you've been there. We all know someone who is struggling with erectile dysfunction too. And I am absolutely kidding please laugh at my jokes. I'm kidding. I'm talking about meditation. Your favorite Instagram self-appointed self-help guru has posted this picture of their meditation setup and all the little things that they have to do to meditate. And you saw that and you thought, I'm going to try that. But then you sit down on this little fucking pillow you have laying around that isn't even comfortable and you sit down on it, you try to meditate and you just can't get into it because you know what? There isn't one singular way to meditate. Just like I say, there are so many ways you can do shadow work. There are so many ways you can meditate and you do not have to do what every person on social media, on Instagram or TikTok is telling you that you have to do. You can make it unique to yourself and what works for you. What works for one person isn't going to always work for another. And if you are anything like me, it's really hard to drop in, to settle into a meditation. And so I'm here to help you find the way that works for you. Let's start by debunking some meditation myths. The first myth that I want to address is that you have to meditate sitting down. This is not true at all. Personally, when I meditate, I do not sit. I never sit. I've tried seated meditation. My body hurts. I grow uncomfortable quickly. And in order for me to drop in, I have to be lying Down. I need to feel like I am about to go to sleep. I set the intention that I am not going to fall asleep, but I really like to lie down because it's where my body feels most supportive. So if I am shutting down or coming to my center, tuning out certain senses and tuning into others, I need to make sure my body is supremely comfortable and supported. So you will not ever find me sitting during meditation. If I am, something's wrong. But try lying down if you have a very difficult time meditating. It can really help. I personally like like a little bolster or a pillow underneath my knees and a blanket covering my body because when we meditate and we go into these deep meditations, we can drop in body temperature. So not only does that blanket help keep us warm, But it also is like an extra layer of safety and protection. I really like to have my entire body covered. Also, I'll just admit this here on the podcast. I love to meditate naked and then having a blanket over me. I don't know. Makes me feel cool. What the hell was that, Rebecca? (laughs) I I was going to say it makes me feel good and makes me feel cool, but it came out as it makes me feel cool. So we're just going to go with it. It makes me feel cool. That's the new word. That's what the kids are saying these days. Oh my God, ignore me. You don't have to sit. Find a position that is comfortable for you. A pregnant woman probably won't want to be lying on her back. She'll probably need to be lying on her side with extra pillows and support for her belly and her legs and her knees. Maybe even something around her shoulders. Maybe she wants to be held. You know, there are so many different ways you can do this. So really just tune into your body. What is your body wanting from you? The next myth I want to touch on is meditation has to be practiced in silence. Uh, false, not true, fake news. Meditation can be practiced in a whole bunch of noise. You could have binaural beats playing. You could be meditating in the middle of the city. After I went to the meditation retreat that I briefly touched on in the last episode, one of the things that the super hot meditation guide was telling us was that you can make everything in your life a meditative practice, similar to how shamans will say that life is ceremony. Everything in life can be meditation. And he said, next time you're in Manhattan, allow yourself to meditate through the day and notice what shifts. So I did that. I listened to what the hot meditation guide said, and I went into the city, and before I was going to go see a show, I allowed myself to just walk through the streets paying attention to my breath and observing my surroundings. Notice how I didn't say clearing my mind, but it became such a mindful practice that I felt so calm and relaxed in the Big Apple, in the city that has so much chaos, hustle, and bustle, I actually felt like I was in this energetic force field. And I felt so grounded, but I was moving. Things weren't silent. In fact, things were chaotic around me, but I still felt great. So not only was I meditating while moving, I was meditating in so much noise. So sometimes... Especially for those of us who need a lot of sensory stimulation, listening to music or meditating in noisy environments can actually be very helpful. In fact, even when you're trying to meditate in silence, it's never truly silent. There's going to be the hum of your air conditioning unit. You're going to hear your breath, the sound of your digestion. You could hear a bird chirp, a car speed past, sirens blazing. You could hear a plane. There could be a door that randomly opens because there's a ghost in your house. I don't know. I'm just fucking around. But you're never truly in silence. So why not add music or binaural beats or the sounds of bird or just white noise to help you drop in and show up? Personally, Yoga Nidra is my favorite way to meditate. It's amazing. You can go back to the Yoga Nidra that Sydney Cutler of Ananda Meditation shared. I will link that episode in the show notes as well so you can go ahead and try it. But I love that because not only is there music in the background, she's guiding. She's leading me so I have something to focus on rather than getting caught up in the thoughts that keep popping up. Myth number three, meditation is hard. Well, fact check because I bet you, you betcha, oh my God, I bet you that the only reason meditation is hard is because you are going into it the wrong way. Number one, you have these expectations and expectation pulls you out of the present You will also are telling yourself that it's hard. So when you go in with the intention that you can't do something or that you have a limiting belief surrounding it, well, you're never going to succeed. So you need to go in with zero expectations and just surrender into the experience. Okay. Don't get caught up on focusing the wrong things or if you're doing it right And this is coming from someone who always focuses on if they're doing something right. I remember sitting in my first EMDR therapy session and my therapist going, okay, we need to stop. I can tell that you are just in your head trying to figure out if you are doing this right. She said, there's no right way. Just drop in. It's working. Don't try to overanalyze it. Okay, so I will repeat those words to you. Stop trying to overanalyze. Get out of your head and just get into your body. Connect with your breath. And even if you think you're doing it wrong, trust that you are doing it right. Because what works for you might not work for someone else. And what someone else does might not work for you. It is all about your personal experience. And if you are telling yourself you can't meditate or that it's hard, I challenge you to meditate more. Our next myth is that you need to meditate for one hour a day. And all I will say on that is ain't nobody got time for that. I'm serious. We have lives, okay? And in capitalist America, we are always hustling, okay? So you don't have to meditate for an hour a day. In fact, if you meditate for one minute a day, you are doing better than most. And my personal favorite way to go about meditating for one minute a day is to set an alarm for every hour on the hour. So at 10 a.m., I'll meditate for one single minute. At 11 a.m., I will meditate for one single minute. In between tasks, I can meditate for one single minute. And for me, that is just me placing my feet flat on the earth, checking my posture the way I'm sitting, and just tuning into my breath for that single minute. Now, for short meditations, yes, I'll sit like that. If I'm going to be meditating for any longer, I'm going to lie down. But the thing is, there's really no time limit. I always advise at least meditating for seven minutes a day because seven is a manageable number. You pick up your phone, you start scrolling through Instagram or TikTok, next thing you know, 30 minutes has passed by. Well, what if you just logged off of those apps seven minutes earlier? That's seven minutes to meditate. You can do it, but let's just start with one minute and just increasingly build it. In fact, maybe we should do a meditation challenge in the new year where we start with one minute of meditation and the second day it builds to two minutes of meditation and the third day it builds to three and by the end of the month, we're at 30 minutes of meditation. I like that idea. I'm gonna get to work on that and I'll let you know when it's ready and live. The final meditation myth I want to touch on is stillness. Everyone thinks you have to be Perfectly still to meditate. Well, let me tell you if you are perfectly still, you are dead. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. You can never be in perfect stillness. Stillness is like unconscious. So when we drop in and surrender into the stillness of meditation, We're just slowing down. We're becoming more mindful. We are becoming more present. That presence and that mindfulness opens us up to just losing yourself in the flow states. What this also is leading me to is that just like you don't have to sit down to meditate, you don't have to lie down. You can meditate by walking, by going on a hike. Cooking could be meditative for you. Like I said, you can play video games and meditate. That is the coolest thing. You can do so many things other than the traditional prescribed ways of meditating to achieve a meditative state. And this, this is what all of the gurus, self-appointed, don't tell you because they all want you to follow the spiritual whitewashed path. When in fact, we have to respect that meditation really stems from ancient cultures. But you can achieve the same brainwave patterns by surrendering into experiences that light you up. I mean, how many times have you felt disconnected from time doing something that you love, doing something that just brings you peace? Well, baby, you were meditating. Going to a single day meditation retreat where everything we did was a meditative practice really helped me learn that I don't have to just meditate in one singular way. Like I said in the last episode, we walked and meditated, we sat and meditated, we lied down and meditated, but we also meditated while we ate. And so you can do that. I personally still try to meditate while I eat, not necessarily when I'm with other people, but if I'm eating a meal by myself. I will meditate and eat. I will be mindful about every bite I am consuming. I will identify the flavors of the food because for me, as someone who struggles with binge eating, it helps slow me down so I can really concentrate on my food and enjoy it rather than just shoving my face until I'm so extremely uncomfortable. And like, sorry to just throw that on you. I didn't mean to at all, but that's just my experience, and I'm trying to help you see that you can do anything in your life that you already do and make it meditative. I'm looking at my plants right now as I say this, and watering your plants can be a meditative practice. There's so many things, lighting a candle, drinking water, enjoying the earth's blood, that is meditation. And none of that is still. That all takes action. You know, I said that was the last meditation myth I wanted to share with you, but I actually just thought of another. And this one came to me because I was leading an Akashic Records journey, which is a meditation to get to the Akashic Records. And I had a person come up to me after, and she said, I feel so much worse than when I came in here. And I said, okay, if you feel comfortable, explain to me what you're experiencing. And as we were talking, what she really uncovered to me was that this is the first time she's ever sat in complete stillness with her thoughts, with her monkey mind, with herself. And so the myth that I want to share is that meditation is always relaxing. That is incorrect. It is not. Meditation can sometimes be a bit much, especially if you are trying to do it in a prescriptive way that everyone teaches and whitewashes. If you are someone who cannot sit in silence or cannot sit still, and I mean like maybe you have ADHD or something that prevents you from tuning into yourself, or if you have never done any sort of healing work in the past, going to that place of quote-unquote silence or quote-unquote stillness can be incredibly overwhelming. So perhaps the meditation practice you need to go for is one that is a bit more active rather than still. Because when you are in that inner experience, you might start to have things come up that you're not ready to deal with or experience. And they're coming up because they're removing themselves from your subconscious and they're coming to your conscious awareness so you can learn from them. But sometimes that's just not what you want. Sometimes you do wanna feel relaxed. And so perhaps the better way for you is to go on a walk. And remember, that is meditation. That is what works for you. Perhaps it's dancing or just moving your body, working out. I mean, there are so many different things that I could list off that are meditation, but I don't wanna give you all the secrets. And by that, I mean, like, I just want you to explore yourself because there really are no fucking secrets. Explore for yourself what works for you. Because quite frankly, I don't know what's best for you. You know what's best for you. And I know that might be alarming to hear because I hate when people tell me that. Because I'm like, you're supposed to have the answers. You're supposed to tell me. Well, no, you know yourself better than anyone else. And only you know what is going to work for you. Take a shot every time Rebecca says that. Shit, we really should have played a drinking game this episode because I've repeated myself a couple times, but I am repeating myself to really get it into your head that you don't have to do things a certain way. You can pave your own path. And this doesn't just apply to meditation. This applies to so many other things. So remember To always honor yourself and don't think that you have to do things the way other people do them. If you feel called to do something a certain way, I challenge you to try it. Plus, you never know until you try. So that, my friends, is today's episode debunking meditation myths and sharing my hot takes. And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, then you know I am full of hot takes about the spiritual awakening and shadow work journey. And you know I will always be sharing more next time on Creating Consciousness. Whoa, that was so not on brand. That sounded like (laughs) a true crime. Next time, when we return, or like a news anchor. I don't know. Kind of like it. Maybe that's an archetype I'll try to play with. Anyway, what I really want to tell you is thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Next week, I'll be back with a new episode for you, but I do want to share a little something. I am trying to hit a goal before the end of the year. We are currently sitting at 95 reviews on Apple podcasts. I would love to hit hundred before December 31st, and I can only do that with your incredible help. So... If you leave a five-star rating review and send me a screenshot of your five-star rating and review on Instagram at this consciousness, you will be entered to win the replay of my four-part course, Tarot for the Shadow, where we teach you all the tips and tricks and tools to use the tarot in your shadow work. It's such an amazing course. It's full of information. We had a beautiful cohort the last time we ran it live. We will be running it live again. But just know that if you enter to win, you'll get the replay for free and you'll always be able to attend the most up-to-date version of the course. Crazy. I know. But I make the rules around here. And I just want to extend that offer to you because I know it's full of so much value. So please help me meet this goal of reaching 100 ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts by December 31st. Send me that screenshot at this consciousness. I will pull a card for you and you will be entered to win. Because why the hell not? I'm in a giving mood. And don't forget to check out Tarot CBD as well as their subconscious gifting magic shop on their site full of goodies from other small local crafters and artisans. Conscious creators, I do have to tell you one more thing. Remember, you are loved. You are supported you are divinely guided, and you are creating consciousness. I'll be back next week with a new episode for you. Until then, conscious creators.